Letters from a Glass House is a not-for-profit ministry of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Venice, Florida. Support us today at UUCOV.org. Every living thing is made of cells. Get the cell and the nucleus and the chromosomes and the DNA and the genes. And the whole thing's in the genes called the genome. DNA is the blueprint or the building blocks for all life. Genetic DNA overlap between all humans is 99.9%. So we think we're quite a bit different, we're not. We're almost exactly the same, no matter who we are. Genome variations, which means the, all the gene structure, all the, the um, chromosomes, variations among all humans is a half percent. Genetic DNA overlap between humans and chimpanzees is 98. 8%. There's Jane Goodall and Jane taught us that the chimpanzees have a very complex social network, and they're not that different from us. Genome agreement of humans with cats is 90%, dogs 82 So you may think you're a dog person, <laughs> but in fact, you're more like a cat. <laughs> And you're more like a monkey than anyone. Cows, 80, mice, 67, and so forth. Even down to the simple little protozoa, 49% the same. That's pretty darn close. Now, you know the guy on the left. You probably heard about the thing in the middle of the tree. But does anybody know who the person on the right is? Who is that? That's Groot, that's right. Guardians of the Galaxy, it's a Stan Lee creation. And the new movie's coming out May 5th. So, if, 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 by the way, if, uh, if Groot had DNA, which he doesn't, he doesn't exist, it'd probably be about 75%, you think? Because the tree's 50%. We're 50% the same as a tree. All life on Earth probably evolved from single cell creatures. And they talk about the fumaroles in the ocean, they think is one of the sources of life, that all these chemicals came out of the overheated water and mixed with the things, and it created a life soup. Not a life cereal, a life soup. The DNA all life shares suggests we also share a group consciousness. The Buddha said, Nothing exists entirely alone. Everything is in relationship to everything else. And one of the, the, the threads that runs through my talk today is Buddhism. And I did join a Sangha a few years ago. And uh, it is an important part of my life. Uh, and Buddha does teach that there is a universal consciousness. String theory. String theory explains that all matter and energy are connected by strings that vibrate at different frequencies. Nothing stands alone. Everything is connected. Does that sound familiar? Nothing stands alone. By a charge, a gravity, or a physical union. In other words, every molecule, everything 
throughout the universe is connected to something else. Now, streams may stretch for miles, yet retain a connection. When a sister cell perishes, so does the other sister, even if far away. And that reminds me, uh, one of my favorite composers is Felix Mendelssohn. And his, he had an older sister named Fanny, who was also a composer. And they played a lot together. Of course, they worked a lot together. Uh, in May of 1847, Fanny died. She was 40 years old. Immediately after that, Felix went into depression. He didn't know she died. He didn't hear about that for a matter of weeks. But his health continued to decline. Within six months, he was dead at age 38. A strong young man was dead. Now, who can explain what happened there? Uh, I'd like to think possibly that Felix and Fanny, who grew up together, who were very close, very intimate, probably had a lot of strings between them, a lot of connection. When she died, he immediately felt it. Now, that may seem too esoteric to you, but this is a story you probably heard before. Uh, I was I just was thinking about you when you called. You know, if your sister or your brother calls you, you think, I was just thinking about you. Now, how could that be? How could you know ahead of time that that person was going to call? And yet we do. I think the strings may explain some of that. Uh, could this prove that all matter is connected? That we all share a common consciousness connected by matter and energy? That science and religion may yet achieve a harmony that unites all existence? Because I've always tried to find... It's like Einstein looking for the unified theory. He never quite found it. This is like the unified theory for me. Something that combines science and spirituality. The UU seventh principle is respect for the independent web of all existence of which we are a part. We are a part of this. Now some people believe in something called Gaia. You ever heard of that? Gaia? A Gaia believes that the entire Earth is one organism that we are all together as one thing. Just like uh, some of those uh, forests in Colorado that have roots that connect with each other. That's one of the biggest living thing on Earth. And that in that principle, uh, we share not just a physical connection, but also a mental connection. The Washout religion of the Pacific Northwest Indians believes but the spirit wants them to throw off violent ways and not buy, sell, or disrespect the earth. The earth is not something to be bought and sold. It's something for us all to share. This is kind of a foreign attitude to what a lot of people think. Well, sages believe that the simultaneous duality and unity of all existence. Prayers begin with an address to the Wakanda above, not, not Wakanda, Wakanda. Wakanda above and Wakanda below, the two great forces of the universe, the sky and the earth. Well, sages believe these two forces must remain united in order to sustain life. Inuits believe that annua, or souls, exist in all people and animals. Now, if you live way up north near the North Pole, there isn't a lot of vegetables you can eat. These, these people eat a lot of meat, a lot of animals. But they realize that the animals have souls. And they follow a complex system of taboos to assure that animals will continue to be available to hunters. The Inca Quechua people believe in Pachamama, or World Mother, who wants to respect all things in the universe. The religious sect of Jains were face masks to avoid swallowing an insect 
because they know all life is related and sacred. You've probably done that too. You've seen a little bug, you think, I'll just carry him outside. <laughs> You're walking down the street, you don't want to step on those ants. Albert Schweitzer was a great humanitarian. He was a missionary and a doctor who went to French Northwest Africa. And he was also involved with Buddhism and he respected the Jains quite a bit. His quote here, we must fight against the spirit of unconscious cruelty with which we treat animals. Animals suffer as much as we do. True humanity does not allow us to impose such suffering on them. It is our duty to make the whole world recognize it. Until, this is the important part, until we extend our circle of compassion to all living things, humanity will not find peace. And we haven't found peace. Mahatma Gandhi said, the greatness of a nation can be judged by the way its animals are treated. Before we go looking for life on other planets, can we stop killing life on this one? Where do we go when we sleep? Or when we meditate? Or when we die? I believe we return to a universal mind. Biologically, all life came from the same origin and is all related. We know that from genetics. Physically, everything is believed to be connected by strings. That's the string theory. We may share mentally what we also share physically. Psychiatrist Carl Jung believed we are all part of a universal mind of group consciousness. Hindu Krishna consciousness believes that all life is sacred, interdependent, and part of an undivided universal whole. Mother Teresa said, if we have no peace, it is because we have forgotten we belong to each other. Many believe that what we perceive as reality is just a dream. That a greater reality exists, which we can experience through spirituality, like meditation, which results in a group consciousness. Einstein said reality is merely an illusion, albeit it's very persistent. <laughs> now what did he mean by that? He said something else that I wanted to share with you. Einstein said, a human being is a part of a whole, called by us, the universe. He experiences himself, his thoughts and feelings, as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of his consciousness. This delusion is a prison. Our task must be to free from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures. And that our genetic agreement and string theory may coexist with the shared consciousness of all existences, a union of science and religion. That we are all the same, 
that we all share the same hopes and dreams, that we're really all just one. Thank you.